Wow, you almost got Vaughn to kill himself. That's uh, yeah, that's a rare that's fucking, goal. That's something Tim Yovo <laughs> couldn't do. Like that, <laughs> Yovo still can do it. I'll go find him. I don't live far from him. I only an hour and a half from New York. So it'll be a murder yeah. suicide, is what you're saying. Mm. I'll, I'll go looking for every goddamn doorman in New York City, and I will find him. I now know what he looks like, so I can find him actually better now. All right. I, I'm hoping one day, Vaughn, uh, that during an episode with you and Yobo both on it, that you get in the mail truck and go looking for him in New York. Maybe <laughs> a dream come true. <laughs> Yobo, Vaughn's coming for you. <laughs> during the episode. All right, let's get started. Sure do waste a lot of ammunition. Wasting your time, too, mister. You ain't got the guts to stand against me without that bulletproof vest. I'll remove it if you want. I'm all out of bullets, though. This ain't no dirty movie. You should not have tried that, Django. Sorry. Yeah. Please, little reader. Let me die. American style. American style? What's that mean? I want to tell you a story of my life. Django, I don't have time now. Engines and Japs. Them boys die pretty quick. But you see, I'm a gunslinger with a reputation. I mean, it's only, only fair. Even Sonny Tufts gets two minutes of agony before he dies. All right, Buster, make it good. Uh, when I was just a, a boy in britches, I couldn't stand my father, but I worshipped my mother. listening to they must be destroyed on site the following podcast contains adult language adult situations and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often you've been warned now take it away dr roush they must be destroyed on site Welcome back to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight, episode 281, and it's been a little while, but I'm your host, Lee, a little frontier humor, Russell. I, I am joined by my co-host, Vaughn, almost as great as taking a tinker in the pants, Kuhlmeyer. How you doing, sir? <laughs> there it goes. Good. 
I hope that comes out like that on the audio. You slowed down for like when you were laughing. Yeah. <laughs> you <enough>. just went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. All right. And uh, he's doing well. He's doing great. He's starting off. <laughs> awesome. Um, and <laughs> we are also joined uh, by Mike, the biggest little pain in the Westwood. How are you doing, sir? Bingo. Oh, I'm so glad to be back here on Timbados. Yeah. Yeah. The reason we haven't been around for a little while, Lady Lee is kind of taking a little hiatus. Uh, so I just like, I'm just not going to do shows. Fuck it. And then I got the, then I get the itch again. And I was like, I want to do a show. So I called up two reliable uh, gentlemen here. So don't, don't fuck this up guys. Um, <laughs> literally 60 people are going to get mad if it's, if it's terrible, you know, oh, shit. Mm. what could go um, wrong? You got the angriest mailman in Jersey and me on the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, we can get into what we've uh, watched in the last little while. Uh, Mike said he had nothing but uh, basketball scores or something like that. Yeah, I was watching a lot of uh, March Madness um, Clippers games, which is a real up and down, and um, local commercials <laughs> on YouTube. I've just been watching like hundreds of local commercials lately. So nice. I, I enjoy the artistry of them. Cool, cool. Uh, you, you did you did mention like a car dealership that s- gives you a bucket of chicken. Well, okay, so it's called it's called Frankie and Johnny's. I guess it's some. I don't know if it's a furniture store. They just give oh. you a loan. I, I'm not sure what their deal is. But um, at the end of the commercial, like just the last five seconds, he looks at you and he goes, "You buy from me, I'll get a chicken box too." And he cuts to like a whole rack of like fried chicken behind him. And it's not explained if it's in the store or (laughs) where the chicken comes from. But in the fine print, it says you need to spend at least a thousand dollars to get a 10 piece bucket. Wow. From Frankie and Johnny. But then I've got all sorts of questions. Like, what do you do? Like, can you eat the chicken in the store with the greasy hands and shit? And you're going to get it all over the futons and all? So there's a lot of um, go to your fucking car. Like, yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> and you ask you know, ask him like Frankie, can I get some like you know napkins or anything? No, here's your bucket of chicken. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, you need fifteen hundred dollars for napkins, Lee. Yeah, you got to take get the higher tier. Yeah, I'm taking a loss on this fucking chicken. My fucking niece convinced <laughs> me to do this. Yeah. They're like instead of Costco, like that. You know, they always say the chicken's the loss leader. Like yeah. Frankie and Johnny's, the fucking couch is the loss leader. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You want the chicken, you got to spend big, buddy. I wonder if they pulled that thing. This guy pulled a scam once where what he did is he went around town to every every like grocery store in town and bought up all their frozen pizzas and did did a fake like little like uh, pizzeria. You know, those little pop up like uh, restaurants and stuff. Fuck. Yeah. He did a a fake one where he delivered frozen pizzas that he just cooked at his house. Shit. Yeah. That's what, like, you know how you do those ghost kitchens, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, 10 restaurants out of one kitchen. I'm just going to cook like Tony's pizzas from the fucking grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. like the $1.99 ones. Yeah. Wait, did you tell me about this on fucking? No, but I no. love this. Where did I hear yeah. this? I, I heard it somewhere. A, a better podcast than mine. That's for sure. So <laughs> you heard it somewhere reputable, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Man. My plan. Do you have Papa Murphy's up there, Lee? 
No, not that I'm aware of. Do, 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 I don't think Vaughn has Papa no. Murphy's in Jersey. No, yeah. So like here, Lee, I don't know if you've heard this, but I, I have talked about this at like where there's a fucking pizza chain up here in the Pacific Northwest. Where I like, heard about it, yeah. They don't cook the pizza. They just give you a raw pizza and they're like, yeah, no, you take that shit home and you cook it. It's like what? Costco. Like Costco does that shit. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, but it's a store. You got to yeah. go in just for the pizza and then they hand you some... <laughs> like a raw fucking pizza they're like here's some instructions go cook it yourself i'm bon i i have a little pizza oven yeah. that i bought for like the patio and stuff i'm gonna bring that shit outside papa murphy's and i'm gonna say five bucks i got it here you go here. yeah but uh, like you got, but also your area is known for like having like little shacks with women in bikinis selling selling coffee so it's like how is that not strange that's not where i live no i don't think in portland that would I've seen I've, as much, but uh, in Washington, yes, they do definitely do have those. Yeah, I've seen yeah. those. Yeah, they just, oh, they, oh, they just have, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have, have the per capita of strip joints. You can walk from your yes. house to a strip club to the next strip club within a block radius of your home. Yes, that's the problem. That's, that's the, the prerequisite for building new homes in this area, Vaughn, is that you yes. need to have a strip club walking distance in order yeah. to, to build <laughs> or they need to build another strip club. So, yep. And you build that's 10 so. houses, you can have a strip club. Yeah. They do things to. I'm sorry, I'm derailing the show. You're fine. That's fine. <laughs> they do things where they like one of them. Okay, so there's this like back to back strip clubs. Like when you drive on this one highway, where it's like one of them is like a steakhouse and it's a strip club. And like you read the reviews and people are like, the steaks are good. They're legitimately good, but it is, you know, it's a little distracting. Right. It's a, little, it's a lot of so, medium rare. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my kid, boy. My kid really had, wow. My kid really had a problem with all the naked ladies bouncing around. <laughs> yeah. I brought my 12 year old. Like, what the fuck's with all the naked ladies? You know, yeah, the, so, the bounce house was great. The titties, not so much. <laughs> the fucking bouncer threw my kid out for, <laughs> for dropping his ketchup. Like, <laughs> but next to it was, and it's no longer there, uh, a vegan strip club. So it was like right <laughs> next door to each other. You could either get a steak or you go to the vegan one. And I, it closed, but there was like a bunch of reviews about like how like mean everybody was and like you know, <laughs> yeah, while they're fucking vegan. <laughs> yeah, I'd be mean too if I had to work in a vegan strip club. Yeah, and I'm wondering like what makes it vegan? Like is the food <laughs> vegan or is too. like all the dancers vegan? Like, did they just angrily tell you about like eating yeah. lifestyles while they're dancing like I could never figure it out and I'll never get to know because it's close. Their midsection is cruelty free. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's on fire tonight. Yeah. Everybody. God damn. Go. God damn. Give a Netflix special so you can get canceled. You know, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, you want one thing I did watch. I watched the Last of Us show and I, I did like mm-hmm. that. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I played I both the games. I, I thought they did a good job with season one. So interested to see if they make the second game into a another season right on right on uh vaughn no hi <laughs> how you doing um i got like two or three seriously mm-hmm. um i watched a uh, low life from 2017 this is a ryan prose film um which i guess like went under the radar for a lot of people a lot of people kind of call it, call it like a tarantino-esque type of story it's about a disgraced luchador um, oh, okay. I know what this is. Yeah, two two friends. The one guy, the one guy's gone to jail. He comes back with this big swastika tattoo. He's a white guy with a big swastika tattoo on his face. Oh. Um, a woman who's very <laughs> on desperate. the face. That's a rough choice. Oh yes, yes. It's yeah. it's it's right there. And he 
And people, where his friends, like, you couldn't do the chest or something his, where it covers up. Like, his friend, and his friend's a black guy. So it's like, uh oh. He, he gets him out of jail. He's like, what the fuck is that all about? <laughs> That's it. You got to explain that. Like, look, dude, I know you're going to pick me up. It's good. It's going to be a little bit. No, it's just like right there. The there's just um, been changes since you last saw me. Right. And it's, it's about these, it's about these five, it's about these four people. It's also like a, like a, like a woman who works in like the, one of those kind of day by day uh, motels. She's, she's like the, she's like the cleaner, you know, like the ones who you, you, you rent day to day or day or by the hour, those kind of places. Mm. Um, this is all happening in South Central um, Los Angeles. Um, they're all dealing with this, um, this kingpin man bear who is played by uh, Mark Burnham, who's who's best known now for being uh, Leatherface in the last Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Oh, okay. um, and it's like all these, it's these desperate people trying to um, kind of kidnap this pregnant woman. You know, one wants, one needs her for a kidney transplant. One needs her because the, the, you know, because it's all kind of in selling into this drug kingpin. Um, it's violent and kind of really gnarly, but you can tell that the people who wrote it and the guy and the director and the director who also co-wrote the screenplay, um, really like he doesn't use them as any kind of exploitation characters. Like he, 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 you can feel that these people know the struggle that these people are going through, and it, that's the kind of unique mm-hmm. part about it. But like the the violence and the kind of action in the film is really over the top and really good. Um, and the fact that you have like a guy playing a luchador who has like anger issues and like he he rage quits out pretty much <laughs> like he mm-hmm. like the the, the 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 cool thing about it is that it happens a couple of times and they kind of cut and they don't show us exactly what happens. They show us the aftermath, like people are just dead around him and he's on the floor just waking up. Um, and then we get to see at the very end exactly what happens when he loses it completely. Um, and it's pretty violent, pretty nasty. It's a, It was a really good film. Um, I just kind of I picked the disc up for super cheap, and I was like, I've been wanting to watch it for a while, and I was like, all right, you know, it's I'll watch that. Yeah. Um, what else? I watched uh, my breakfast with Blassie. Okay. Yeah. The eighty-five Andy Kaufman um, video, um, which is on Tubi right now, um, and it's it's a it's a it's a kind of a take on the um, my dinner with Andre. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy Kaufman's kind of weird um, thing where he meets with the classy Freddie Blassie in an L.A. Um, diner and they talk about they talk shop. Um, they get accosted by the people around them, which when I first saw that film, when I was a kid, I didn't know that they were plants. But like watching it now and seeing Bob Zamuda near the end, of it, I was like, oh, OK, come on. Like, this is just Andy fucking with Freddie Blassie. And he doesn't know it. Right, <laughs> like, and then you look at the you look at the cast, like it actually goes like a little cast, and actually all the chicks that were in the 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 table next to them that were kind of causing problems with Andy um, are all plants. They're all people that have worked with Andy over the years, and it's like, oh, it's just it's it's two guys doing kayfabe, but Andy's like pushing it to the next limit and not even ex- you know, and and like after I watched that, I was trying to find interviews with Freddie Blassie if he had if he actually saw the tape. Like actually saw the video and actually talked about it and see and get his reaction, but I haven't been not been able to find an interview where he talks about that that uh that tape at all. So mm-hmm. I, I gotta sit there and find that. Um, and the last thing I watched was this is a kicker. It's um John. It's a, my uncle John is a zombie from 2017. Um, this is written and directed and starring John Russo. Who, okay, you know who he is. He is the co-writer of Night of the Living Dead. Um, the co-writer of the Majorettes, 
the director of Midnight um, <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff. Um, he was actually one of the original writers of Return of the Living Dead. Um, and this film takes place in the Night of the Living Dead universe because, you know, why not? Um, and it's been a certain amount of time, you know, over like 50 years after the events of the first film. Um, the zombies are still there, but some of them have evolved back to kind of living and breathing like normal humans. It's just that they're dead. Um, and Uncle John, played by John Russo, is one of them. He's kind of the most kind of evolved, I guess, out of all of them. He can talk. He acts just like a normal person. He's just a dead guy, right? <clears throat> it's terrible. Absolutely <laughs> fucking terrible. And John Russo needs to be stopped at all cost. Um, yeah, because, yeah, Because it's just, it's, it's, like, I've met John a bunch of times over the years, and he's a nice guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we have the same kind of political beliefs like and it's nice to talk to like you know because he's kind of like this left-wing guy but a lot of the stuff in this film is about like jokes about him being old and not being able to get you know young women and um you know stupid energy drink jokes um erection jokes it just what? go nowhere <laughs> it's you don't like energy drink jokes that's great no. stuff it's just and it's a and it's a lot of like it's a lot of him taking the shit out of like fox news and stuff like that and you're like mm. holy fuck in the zombie apocalypse yeah in the zombie apocalypse. they still got fox news jesus uh-huh. you can't yeah. kill it huh nope you can't get rid of it Damn. Um, it was just it's so bad and it was like it's like a 90 minute movie it feels like you're watching like 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 seven or eight days it just takes forever to get that so what you're describing to me is Mm -hmm. that this man is a zombie yeah who's going on rants about energy drinks and fox news and all this shit Uh, yeah well he's like he's getting interviewed by like you know like the local press and like and then there's like there's you know the, the like the hunters from the original film are like you know have evolved and now they're just like they're like militia groups running around just killing zombies, but they're using humans as bait. It's like, what? Why? And you can understand like all the all the hunters are right wing pro gunners, and mm. it's like, come on, John, seriously? Like, yeah, uh, George, George Romero huh. already made that point in like his original <laughs> yeah. movies. Yeah, and it's just it's so yeah, it's but just, George didn't have like uh, you know Red Bull jokes. No, so. and damn. Yeah. He just he just had a bunch of rednecks drinking, you know, Iron City beer or whatever. And the problem yeah. is, like, there's some people who, like, some actors, like, Rush Streiner pops up as, like, a priest. Yeah. Um, he's always been, he always works, you, you know, anytime John wants him to help him out, he goes back and helps out. I'm Roman Tutubi, and I'm like, you know what, I've heard about this film, and I've heard nothing good about this film, but I'm like, yeah, like, why don't I just watch it? And it's just like, I was like, fuck. I was like, it just ruined like the whole day. And that was like the first thing I did in the morning. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, well, wait, <laughs> damn, you were like right. depressed. looking through Tubi as the first thing of the day. No, no, no. Like, I was, I, I was like, I was like, I'm sitting today. It's like a, it was like a Sunday. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I want to watch something, you know, and I, you know, Tubi's kind of like that wild west of it, how it is now, which I love. Oh yeah. And, and I saw this and I was like, all right, let me watch this. Even though I kind of had an idea of, yeah, from some people that this was rough and I was like, all right, I'll give it to it. It's John, it's John Russo. You know, I've liked half of the stuff he's done outside of Night of the Living Dead. So I was like, okay, you know, and he's always been a nice guy to me anytime I've met him. So it's like, okay, let me give it, let me give it that. And it just starts and you're like, fuck. And I just got depressed after that. And I was just like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to like, I just wanted to like get in the tub and never leave. Like, it was just like, that was, it was just, ugh. 
So you know, you get that feeling. Like when you, it's like when you talk to, to uh, listen, um, Yobo for like two or four or five, ten hours a day. Yeah, um, just sit in the tub and. Yeah. Don't talk about Ghost Keeper, for fuck's sakes. That movie's fantastic. <laughs> Shut up. Mm. How, dare you? How dare you? Less said, the better. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like Tubi, but also I really hate Tubi, too, sometimes, because I'm like, mm. oh, here's all those Jim Wernerski titty flicks. Oh, they took all the sex scenes mm. out and all the titties. Why, why, why do I want to <laughs> watch a 40-minute movie with nothing but them acting in it? That's... <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like bad. I guess I guess it's just like, you know, full moon, you know, or whatever they're called now, doubling down on on like, oh, we can sell it as a different movie. We'll retitle it, you know, instead of uh bikini haunted sex mansion, we'll call it <laughs> spooky ghosties or something, and we'll we'll, yeah. we'll sell it like that. Well, yeah. I for one love spooky ghosties Lee. Uh, um <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy just the white. I want to see Wynorski's vision without the added nudity or sex. So I really enjoy those 40 minute films. Those are really just distractions, right? To get out of the way of the actual script. I, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Tubi is, I, I have to love it because it is like the wild West when it comes to movies now, like mm-hmm. it's just, it's open season on there, man. You mm-hmm. can see whatever the hell you want. You can get them to air whatever the hell you want. It's it's kind of awesome right now, yeah. but yeah, yeah. you got to deal with some bullshit like Ghostkeeper and stuff. But other than that, uh, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'll change I'll change my mind. You know, I'm, I'm still swinging positive on Tubi, but I'll go the full way if they can get me like a full version of Little Rita from the West, where they don't cut anything out of it. That would be great. I like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll get into more and more into that as we talk about the uh, film we're covering tonight. But yeah. Um, I'll just mention one thing I watched uh, recently, uh, Neon Maniacs, 1986. Mm. I, I always knew what this was, but it never really took the, the plunge into it. And I was like, ah, yeah. fuck it. I'll watch. it was, I watched it on the, um, sh- not Tubi, but the uh, Shout Factory TV or whatever the fuck. Okay, yeah. And like, I think it's one of the ones that falls under their, hey, we're going to make this look like a VHS rip, or it is just a VHS rip, so it looks like shit, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it kind of adds to the charm of it a little bit because, you know, this movie is kind of unfinished and it's really rough around the edges. And yeah. um, I I really liked it, but I was kind of torn between whether I'd like it more if it was actually finished or if I kind of like it in the weird state it is where it's like these you got these fucking monsters that are unexplained and they've got headshots of them laying around in the Golden Gate Bridge or wherever the fuck. And <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason, and it's like um, the Spookies is a lot like that film. Yeah, where they never they couldn't finish half the shit, and it's like I always think like, what would it be if I if they actually were able to show like the monsters flighting over people's heads when they're ducking and shit like that? Um, at least they yeah. got we the fart. Uh, at least they get the farting in it. You know? Yes, definitely. Did that on the grind bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the guy wanted to make a full uh, trading card set apparently out of them. Never happened. So. Yeah. 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 But it's just like you don't know that going in, right? It's like whoever watched this in like '86 when it finally came out, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> makes no sense at all. It makes no fucking sense at all. But I kind of like it for that, and then it just kind of ends. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it's good. It's my favorite type of movie where it just kind of ends, and we all walk yeah. away. And we're like, okay. <laughs> all right uh we are going to take a quick break play a podcast promo and a little bit of music from this movie crazy westerners or little read of the west depending on what title you want to go with uh but uh i don't know you about you guys but i think let them learn the hard way they say 
I'll let them learn the hard way can be an attitude that results in a serious injury. <laughs> you ungodly warlock. Motion Picture Massacre. Fuck you. We talk about exploitation movies, grindhouse movies, fucking cult movies, horror movies, okay? We don't talk about fucking romantic comedies over here. We're not talking about fucking Sandra Bullock or some shit. We're talking about good movies, the kind that people like to watch. Yes! You ungodly warlock. Rested later. I didn't want to fucking okay sit to the whole song, but uh, I was just just part of this fucking film. Yeah, I was. I know. I was anticipating the the break would be longer, but it was. No, that that ad is does not go long. I don't know whose podcast it is, but it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I'm really. I think it was also false advertising because. um, Yeah. I'm going to be on Motion Picture Massacre talking about uh, a Sandra Bullock film. So no, I'm no, you're used as what? to why they would say they don't cover that on the show. Mm. Yeah. Oh, mm. you are not. You were never going to yeah. hear a Sandra Bullock film on this, on this show. Never. I swear. 
I got invited to talk about um, 2000s classic uh, Miss Congeniality. I had to Google it because I don't know anything to look. Off my head, but I hear it's uh, fantastic. Ugh. It's got William Shatner in it, man. It's also Motion Picture Massacre, so I think we're going to do the second one too. We're going to cover both movies in uh, 20 minutes. So, wow. wow. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry it doesn't take me 14 hours to talk about one movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, some of us believe, you know, brevity is the, uh, is the way to yeah. go. Um, wow. yeah, crazy westerners <laughs> from 1967, also known as Rita, Little Rita Now West, or Little Rita of the West, Rita mm-hmm. of the West, crazy western. With, <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a weird and, title. Yeah, that, that one's like from Norway or some fucking okay. thing. It's like it's crazy it's weird. Western. Yeah, uh, this is directed by Fer uh, Fernando Baldi. Fernando Baldi uh, directed Fernando. 38 films, including mm-hmm. uh, Texas Adios. Uh, yep. One of one of my favorites, The Sicilian Connection. Um, he he later went on to do another spaghetti western, Get Mean, which I have never seen this one, but I've I've heard it's pretty impressive and like it's kind of mm-hmm. a comic book spaghetti western in a way yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he did the abysmal Treasure of the Four Crowns. That is so bad it's good it's one of those ones where it's like you, you get a joy out of watching how bad it is but it's right. terrible <laughs> um uh, and he also did some uh, movies with uh the late and for a long time missing mark gregory of uh oh. you know, uh escape from the bronx uh fame and, and and such movies uh he did just a damn soldier and tinzan ultimate mission from 1988 mm-hmm. with mark gregory so uh, there you go uh, written by Fernando Baldi and Franco Rossetti. Uh, and this is starring Rita Pavoni. And as little, little Rita here, her career began in 1962 when she won an Italian talent contest organized by her future manager and husband, Teddy Reno. More on that in a minute. <laughs> short, okay. uh, yeah, so, you know, short in stature, but she's like big in voice and aggressive singing style. She had this mm-hmm. like atypical for the time androgyny about her you know like she was yeah. wear like you know slacks and a, and a shirt and stuff and not sexy dresses and shit like that right and she was this massive sensation in italy and europe in the 60s and 70s even crossed over to the uk and the u.s with appearances on the ed sullivan show and shindig yeah which i watched those um performances from ed sullivan mm-hmm. today and i was like shit there's like two of them it's the same fucking song but there's like two different ones where it's like one where they have her like you know they put her against type they put her in a dress and the whole mm-hmm. thing and then the next one it's like you know her in like a suit and her in a suit clothes like you know dress shirt and stuff like that and i'm like Okay, like I, I much more enjoy the whole androgynic ideal than like her, you know, being forced to wear a dress because it just looks off putting from watching this and then kind of watching other things that she's done. And it's like, oh shit. But it's like, I mean, yeah, she's, I don't, I, I, I'm amazed by that. But it's like, I mean, it's the 60s. Fucking things were flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, part of the reason I had uh, uh, Mike on here is because he was aware of uh, Rita Pavoni as well. And, uh, the co- conversation came on came out on like another podcast. We were we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when when's the first time you uh, heard of her? Like I'd say it, it was a couple years ago when like you know how Spotify always says Discover Weekly and you get all these okay. new songs every week uh-huh. and like it gave me a Rita Pavoni song 
and like I was hooked. I have like <laughs> I love Rita Pavone. I listen to so many of her songs and wow. I have a bunch of them on a playlist. Um my favorite is My Name is Potato. Hey dude, what do you want to know? To say la patata. No, I'm not a patata. I'm a potato. Chini no mata. Oh, that sounds good. La gente un postrañero. Yeah, yeah, that's true. De la American Imperio. Sure, I'm an American potato. That's me. To say un animal in no mata. No, 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 no. Ne herpa ne uova. Ti nutrisse tanto di terra yeah i had to wait for the course sorry vaughn no because uh, it, it turned it, it turned into fucking labada or La Bamba, La Bamba. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Daniel. I didn't. I didn't want to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he won't like, hear it. He doesn't listen to anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um. But yeah, fucking like she did a little bit of everything, right? She, like she, her career sort of stayed pretty consistent for like a good like um, 15, 20 years, something like that. And she kind of did mm-hmm. a little bit of everything. She did like the, the pop rock and the more girl group kind of stuff. And she did ballads and basically everything. Yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. I think um, when we were on that movie melt that Matt maybe got dis- uh, disappointed with me when I said Rita Pavone is like what uh, Pia Zadora thinks she is. <laughs> right. She's a, right. she's a true triple threat. Mm-hmm. Right. She's great. Yeah. She's, she's, she's like, 411 or something like that she's very tiny but like just you wouldn't know it the, the way she jumps around the fucking stage and stuff and she's still doing it like i, I watched yeah. some like stuff yeah. of her older and she still got the voice and everything so mm-hmm. great yeah. and like great singer uh i thought she was great in this movie mm-hmm. yeah no definitely yeah i mean yeah she's a star so- man so we'll just get a little bit into that too here. Uh, so she did, she had nine acting credits, six, which were films between mm-hmm. 65 to 76. So, you know, before Qu- crazy Westerners, she did a couple that were, I guess, one of her nicknames was the mosquito. Yeah. So, so she was called Rita, the mosquito and Rita and don't sting the mosquito. Were two- I actually want to find those films now. And watch mm-hmm. this. And we got Terrence Hill as black star or black stand, depending on what version you find out there. Mm-hmm. This, and this is before he hit it big. Yeah, this was the same year that uh, he hit it big with God forgives. I don't. Yes, where he mm. changed his name to Terrence Hill. Before then, he was going by his uh, Mario uh, Giarotti, um, yep. and he had been using that name since like the 1950s when he started acting. So this was this was the big year for him. Like so much so that uh, with this movie was re released in like other markets where he was using the where they build him as Terrence Hill. And yeah. they took all the music out of the film and tried to make it a film that was starring him. They're, 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 try, they're trying it fucking did. I don't think it worked, but you know, yeah. Even on the, like, if you search for this movie, right. One of the first things that come up is like a YouTube cut where they say starring Terrence Hill. Mm-hmm. And it's right. like an hour, 16 like, minutes. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
he they're, shows they're, they're, up 50 minutes through the goddamn movie. Like he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yep. Uh, we also got co-starring here. Uh, Lucio Dalla as John Fitzgerald Francis. Um, he was an actor, musical artist, composer, been a ton of stuff. Honestly, most of the stuff he's in, I did not recognize, but he's great in this. Like he does a duet with, um, with Rita and that's him singing. Uh, I think I think actually the one they did together is one that he wrote. So, uh, and that's like the first song they get into right after the, their first encounter of bandits or whatever. Uh, we got Teddy Reno as the sheriff, and this is Rita's manager. Uh, when they fell in love, Rita and Teddy caused a scandal in the Italy of the sixties because she was nineteen years his junior, and uh, he was already married. So uh-uh. <laughs> that was a, it was a, and it was against the law to have a divorce in Italy at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially considering he all, he had a baby with his first marriage as well. So uh, they finally got a real Italian marriage in 1971, but uh, they're still together. He's he's like in oh, his 90s right. now, and uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, I guess it was true love, or. Ugh. Or, uh, you know, you know uh, <laughs> maybe she's captive. I don't know. We got Nina Larker as the orphan. Pinuccio Andreas De Jesse as the barman. Got Kirk Morris as Ringo. 20 films in his uh, resume, mostly the uh, peplum films of, you know, like, hey, it's Hercules or it's like gladiators in a thing, you know. Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and this guy, you can see why he got work. He he was a big muscle man, but he kind of looks like Elvis a little bit. Like he's got a bit of a Elvis Presley mm. quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's and basically the Ringo in this is a callback to the original Ringo character from Spaghetti Westerns, who was kind of like the first real Spaghetti Western hero. Most people kind of mistake him here as like Clint Eastwood's man of no name. But he's not playing that character. He's actually playing Ringo. Although he kind of dresses like Clint Eastwood's one a little bit more, but he's yeah. he's he's clearly playing Ringo. If if you're familiar with like the two official Ringo movies, mm. um, Pistol for Ringo and The Return of Ringo, which were um, played by uh, Giuliano uh, Gemma, or, but uh, not here. And uh, we got Enzo Di Natale as Django. Yeah, this is the old- you would bring this up. Yeah, this is the only credit for this dude. I have no idea who the fuck he is. Uh, just He's another just, dude playing Django. Yeah, he looks like Django. Like he looks enough like Django. It's fine, but he never got any other work. I guess. I mean, you cover him in enough mud. Yeah, he's gonna look just like Django. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get Fernando Sancho here as Sancho. Uh, Two hundred forty-three credits, and he's basically just playing a version of his villain from the Ringo movies, Sancho. Um, yeah. And he's been in a ton of stuff, like the big gun down, Requiem for a Gunfighter, If You Meet Sartana, Pray for Death, yeah. Watch Out Gringo, Sabato Will Return. And, yeah, I love that title. Yeah. And he's even in one of the uh, Blind Dead films, Return of the Evil Dead. So, okay, yeah. And finally, we got Gordon Mitchell as Silly Bull. Uh, 151 <laughs> credits. Fun uh, shaking his head, though. <laughs> Uh, he we we've covered him before in uh, Shanghai Joe and Bikini Drive-In on this show. Something uh, Mike will be familiar with. He's in White Fire, which mm. is oh. you know, a classic. Who's he in White Fire? I can't remember honestly. He's oh, in there somewhere. <laughs> I hate when somebody does that to me too. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what was he oh. in that movie? Eh, I don't have it right now. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, um the White Fire Diamond. So. Just look no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it says he played Olaf in in a uh, Whitefire. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. So who could forget him? 
I just, mm. The only thing I remember in White Fire is the fact that he wants to fuck his sister. That's like that takes yeah. all the rest of the plot. Over he's the, the guy that looks at Ginty and he's like, she's your sister. You probably shouldn't fuck her. And Ginty's like, nah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, you know. yeah. It's okay. She's not really my sister. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie, everybody. Mm. White Fire. Yeah. I'm surprised Pornhub didn't pick it up for a plot somewhere. You know, like <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Get it that does say he wrote he wrote Pri- Private Resort, which I'm not sure that's the same. Excuse board. me, what <laughs> he wrote Private you know, Resort? He, it says he was one of the writers in Private Resort. So okay, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's a great movie. Yeah, Gordon mm-hmm. Mitchell, S- uh, the guy who played Silly Bull in this movie, wrote Private Resort. He's one of the writers. It says, yeah, wow. He was pr- okay. probably had his probably had his fucking hookah with him while he was doing it. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, he, was he the guy who wrote all the like cultural appropriation parts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh man. He must have uh, up with the cult. <laughs> yeah. Uh we have a synopsis here from Rick Nig- uh, Nick Reganis. Blah blah. Fuck that up. Sorry, Nick, for listening. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, yeah. Uh on IMDb. <laughs> Says little Rita, an excellent sharpshooter with a lovely singing voice, roams the unforgiving, hostile territories of the dusty old west in search of a ruthless bandits. Convinced that the root of all evil and the main reason for men's wickedness is gold, Rita is on a challenging mission, encouraged by her mentor, the sage Indian warrior chief Sitting Bison. No, it's Silly Bull. What the credits say, Silly Bull, right? They say Silly Bull. Mm, yeah, it, I mean, I watched the dubbed versions of it so i don't know yeah they kept she kept referring to him as big silly bull in my yeah so yeah yeah oh was that her nickname like oh you big silly ball you was that it oh well uh so he kept calling calling her big little rita so it's like Mm. an ongoing joke you know western humor I get yeah, front, <laughs> frontier humor, yeah, crazy uh, westerners, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. So to get rid of the world of get rid the get rid of the world of corruption, Rita has a hidden piles of shiny gold in a dark cavern deep within the mountains of the Valley of Death. And now all she has to do is hunt down the dangerous outlaws Ringo, Poncho, and Dang, Django. But one day, Rita has a chance to encounter with the enigmatic blue-eyed cowboy Black Star, who seems determined to fight by her side and aid her cause. However, are her are his intentions pure? Mm-hmm. Sure, you know there's yeah, there's a story here somewhere. We'll I, find out an hour and twenty minutes into this hour and forty minute movie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, let, let, let's just get into it, uh, Mike. I, what are I your- just gotta- I mean, yeah, what I got to say, Lee, I didn't think we were going to watch like an anti-capitalist movie, but I thought that yeah. was a lot of fun, right? <laughs> it's it's very much disguised in there, right? Like there's actually, it, yeah. it's it's the most like lighthearted, fluffy, like anti-capitalist message ever, but it's kind of still there. <laughs> I, you want my thoughts on the whole movie is what you're saying. Well, right yeah, your, 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 your general thoughts on it, yeah. I thought it was great. I had a lot of fun. It was a it was a a good time. I like seeing Rita like punch dudes and mm-hmm. shoot them and just get the best of everybody. I thought it was fun. Um, the music was great. I was looking for the soundtrack today, and it's like for whatever reason, extremely hard to find even the songs on YouTube. Like just the mm-hmm. tracks. I I don't uh-huh. know if they didn't release it or not because I all I could find was like orchestral 
uh, I think full I th- soundtrack version. I, th- I think there was. I think there was a yeah. There was like an official like score release, but I don't, I don't know if like Little Rita's songs ever showed up on an album anywhere. Um, Just strange. They're great songs, mm-hmm. like, but they really but they, but they must have because like some of the ones that are available on YouTube, they are obviously like the studio recordings and not like the stuff that's like just in the movie with like some dialogue in between the songs and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I, you know, Terrence Hill was fine. I thought, but like <sighs> that, that whole subplot, you know, was added in. Cause it's like, Hey, you gotta have some sort of love story and stuff. It is weird sure. knowing that the sheriff who's actor, actual husband is like trying to get her to fuck Terrence Hill. And that one kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, but overall, no, it was an enjoyable watch for me. Uh, yeah, uh, Vaughn. Uh, yeah, love the hell out of it. Um, I can understand why you brought me on here because of the whole Terrence Hill thing. Um, and mm-hmm. It was kind of nice to kind of see the, the film that kind of was right at the breakout point for him. Um, I read a couple of things about with him is that when Trinity came out, people like lost their shit and this film got reissued. And they changed the character's name to Trinity um, in certain in certain parlances. And shit. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a good time. Like I was not. I think I, when you see when you see the title Little Rita, it's like okay, like it's you know it's going to be a little girl running around the West. Like and it starts out with this, you know, her running, her her horseback riding down a hill, and she goes how, and then it cuts to a cartoon, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in. Sure. Like, hopefully, maybe the cartoons will come back. They never do, which is kind of no. upsetting. Um, I mean, it is kind of a cartoon because you have a white man running around as a fucking Indian, uh, or like a shit ton of white men running around as Indians. Oh, there's um, so much red face and brown face in this movie that it's like, and the the whole concept of it, like that she's doing this for these Indians so they can stop the evil in the world by blowing up a like a, a, a like a a cave filled with gold. It's like okay. But you they want to know, return it to the earth, right? But like, keep saying, yeah, some somebody will find that fucking gold. It's not like you goddamn stupid ass Indians. It's like someone's gonna go up to those hills and be like, "Hey, why is this all <laughs> blown your... out?" You know, at some point, like, yeah, it's like, like, and it definitely, you know, what I mean, it's just so stupid. Hey, you're on blast. Vaughn's got you. You know, you're gonna blow up all that gold in the mountain, but it's just gonna go back it's to so being convoluted. Again. It's so convoluted and yeah. silly, and it's like. And it just feels like it's like, well, you know, Ringo is a big thing, so we'll have her fight Ringo. And Django is a it was a big thing, so we'll have her fight Django. And because she's like Zatoichi, she's gonna kill everybody. Um, mm-hmm. You know, no one's gonna yeah, stop her. No resistance. Uh, yeah, not even like Django, who who I like how the character is. He's it's like we have just finished watching Django, and he's right. still roaming through the countryside with the casket, and his hands are all fucked up, and it's like. Okay, and it, and they even try to like reenact the ending of that film, which is like, I was like, oh my god, really? They're gonna do this? They're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna there's gonna be some for some strange reason there's gonna be a small outcropping of 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 a uh, crosses all over the place, and he's gonna hide behind one with broken fucked up hands, and it's like, oh Christ! And like the fact that she takes out Ringo with like a grenade launcher. Yes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, I, I thought it, that's why I loved it though. It's like a comedic love letter. Oh to yeah, these movies. Yeah, it was. Crazy. And then like the in the in the songs just blow out of nowhere, and it's like, and it's because like <laughs> like the copy I saw and all of us saw it's all in English except for the songs. So the songs mm-hmm. go into like Italian, and you're like, okay, sure. Like and there's and like you know whoever the hell put this together is like fuck it, we're not translating that. Nah, no, no, no. 
We're just going to let them play. And like you sent me that other one, the one after Django dies. And I was like, why the fuck did that cut out? Get cut yeah, out? Like, it's the every best other, song. It's like every other Strange. song in here. It's like, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's, and you can see it. It's just like he starts whistling. It's like, you know, they're going to go into a song and it just goes a quick cut. It's like, oh, that's it's a hard cut. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's terrible. I don't know if there is a version out there that doesn't have that cut either because every, every copy I've found online, the one at Tubi, the one that's YouTube, mm. there's like two versions of YouTube. There's like one in like 
Span- there's one in Spanish, there's one in English, and it's the same fa- same copy of the film. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I downloaded it off Rare Lust just in case. And I was like, even that one is like the cut version is like, where the fuck is the real version? Is it? Right. They must not have like a master of it or anything. Yeah, right? probably not. Yeah, yeah, it's like the only ones left have it cut out. I guess. So. Yeah, they just Ooh. ran it. They're like, hey, we're running out of film. We got to cut a song. Just hard yeah. cut. <laughs> there you go. It's like you you could. You could have cut like a good fifteen minutes out of the end of this and put just put that song right, yeah. like yeah. right. Then that, that ending it's a takes, long movie. It's it, it's not not even third. It's not even it's a little over ninety minutes. But it's like that and that last 10, 15 minutes is like fuck. Like, slows, just get on with it. It's, it's, it slows down right because it cuts Rita yeah. out of the main plot. Really, because yeah, just, we have Terrence Hill running yeah. around like trying to get killed. And it's like, oh, for yeah, fuck. Like, and I don't like I'm not against him. It's just I think there's a story that kind of like ran out of like ideas. And they're like, well, we have this guy and he, you know, the whole he's all into your chivalry and shit like that. And he wants to be killed because he's he's guilty. And it's like, no, shut the fuck. Where? What? Huh? Come on. Yeah. His character arc, which happens with in all of 10 seconds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> makes no fucking sense. No. Nope. Right. And there's like no catalyst to it or anything. It's just no. like, yeah, we just need oh, to need a male love interest for it, which which I love how she, you know, she gets all turned on by it because he's because she because he saved her life. Yeah, and she gets pretty. Yeah. She gets pretty horny for him, but there's like you know, there's no sex in this film because it's not the genre. No, because this is a very like uh, directed towards uh, you know teens, young adult genre. It's not a hey, here's a here's a titty movie with uh, Rita Pavone. You know, like she must have been big with like younger audiences. I'm guessing with like the style of pop music she had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vaughn um, froze again. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like in that whole part where, you know, he he has his whole thing where he like goes back and he's just like, no, even though I was set free by Rita, I want you to kill me and all this stuff. And when she comes and like, you know, confronts him about it, he's like, yeah, I changed my whole mind because I love you now and everything. You're like, what the fuck did this happen? And like in like the whole the whole thing (laughs) we're waiting for is for them to blow up the fucking mountain. And it's done, and then we still have another twenty minutes, and you're like, "Wait, what? Why?" Like, cut because the we, fucking we, credits. Yeah, even even though they do have like an extended musical number after that, it still feels like <laughs> there's yeah. a bunch of extra shit that shouldn't be there. You know, I wouldn't have minded that extended yeah. a musical number if it was just like we blew up the mountain, and then the Indians go into town, and they have this big fucking musical number. I would have been totally fine with that. But now we have twenty minutes of Taron Hill trying to get himself killed, and it's like. What the fuck? Well, we should say, Vaughn, there was that one guy standing in front of the mountain explosion being like, no, you guys, you don't understand. Even if you blow it up, it still just goes everywhere. We're not really yeah. doing anything. Yeah, big, fat, bearded guy standing there. <laughs> well, well, they even they even Mail mentioned it guy. in the film, right? Because, you know, uh, <laughs> Chief Silly Ass or whatever his name is. Fucking, Chief Silly Ass, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he's like, you, you know, the money... The people are just going to find more gold, you know, little Rita, yeah. you know, he's still like, he gets little Rita to do this shit. He's still like, you know, little Rita, more people are going to find the gold or whatever. And she's yeah. like, yes, hopefully, you know, and hopefully it's, when I'm done, someone else will come and take my place and, and do it all over again. That's like, right. It's the end of fight club. It's like <laughs> when they blow up the fucking credit card bureaus and stuff, yeah, man, right. it's just like, just reset it back to zero, baby. Like they mm-hmm. got to go mine that shit again. You know, <laughs> <Cost some laughs> chaos, man. They just yeah. want to see the world burn guys. I, get, I guess. 
Well, Little Rita is kind of chaotic. Fourteen, like, fourteen-year-old girl running around. Yeah, she yeah. wants to be the world blind. Um, she, she's kind of like the movie. It doesn't really go hard into this, but it kind of presents her as like some sort of incarnation of like a yeah. mystical champion for good, you know, to destroy capitalism or something like. Right. It, because by the end, she goes back up into the skies or whatever. It's like, you go back to the void that, that you came from or whatever. The- that was and the Hill best part. Her. When Chief Cilia says to her, he's Chief like, <laughs> I guess you got to go back to where you came from, to the void. And I'm like, huh? they're just speaking in metaphors or something. No, she literally goes into the fucking void. She, yeah, she like disappears from yeah. somewhere. To destroy capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's like she's like the most unexpected incarnation of an HP Lovecraft entity ever. <laughs> Just like walks into our reality, causes a bunch of chaos, and then flips out, you know? Yeah, yeah okay. little Cthulhu. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> shooting her shooting her fucking golden grenades. I gotta talk about this these fucking golden oh grenades. She shoots over oh, yeah. It's like a fucking oh. Bioshock weapon. And I and like how it's great. One. By the way, you know she know you know she's cheating. Anyone who plays GoldenEye sixty four knows she's cheating because she's got a golden gun, right? Yeah. So, but but those those fucking grenades, definitely not you know period grenades. Oh, I mean, come on the the Indian the Indian chief walking around with the metal club golf club is an ah that's actually, that's he was that's doing his Bob period. Hope. I love that's it. actually period. Yeah. They had golf clubs like that back then. They didn't have metal golf clubs back then. They, they wouldn't one. No, they didn't. <laughs> They did. No, the, the IMDb trivia would not lie to me, yeah. sir. No, no uh, fun. He he was a big golfer, man. They were yeah. building like a, eighteen holes on the the right. But but I I love how the grenade itself has a gauge on it where it's like yeah, oh he's about meters, yeah, seventy meters, forty seventy meters. Yeah, so that yeah. should do it. <laughs> and it's just like yeah, and you see that fucking dummy fly. T- 40 feet in the air. It's like, my God. There's two great dummy drops in this, you know, from explosions. Mm. There's that yeah. one, and then there's the bandits that they blow up, too. Right? Oh, right, right, right. Like, it's, just, it's like, and you know it's an Italian production because they're like, fuck it. Put as much explosions as you, as you can. We're just going to cause yeah. a big explosion. And you know they probably fucked up that building right there when they blew up the, the Ringo uh, dummy. Because it's like I mean, we never cut, we never cut back to that corner ever again in the fucking rest of the home because there's a big hole between where the building was there. Uh, but you know, the, they they probably I didn't check, but they probably filmed this in Spain. It's probably one of the yeah. sets they built and then destroyed and left out in the desert, yeah. and no one ever talks about yeah, it. Yeah, you know? like four hundred different films. Mm-hmm. Um, you did mention Goldeneye though, and I just want to say, like anybody that picks Rita is fucking cheating, anyways. Yeah, right. Size of odd job. You yes. can't be picking. No, nobody gets little Rita, man. That's yeah, Ringo. Up. Ringo is the size of Jaws, but look what happened to him, man. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh i i do i do kind of like how this movie it, it has all this silly crap in it and it's mm-hmm. it's fun and it's very flippant and not yeah. to be taken serious but then it's like shot like a professional spaghetti western everywhere else mm-hmm. like outside all the silly stuff it looks like any other like spaghetti western of the time that was you know a bit on the lower budget side but like it's all competent, you know. Other than the hard cuts, and that's yeah. the fault of the whoever chopped this thing to bits. But um, <laughs> it, it looks good. It looks like it looks There's really some great shots. Mm-hmm. There is that great scene in the I think it's in the jail when they do that like beautiful tracking shot on the Rita's back as she turns around. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. It was really great. Yeah, man, I, I like it a lot. I, I was. <laughs> I, I, 
uh, other than that ending, like you cut like 15 minutes off that end and it's kind of perfect. Like it's yeah, it just it kind of just grinds to a halt after like the explosion. You're like, and then when it get like, I'm like, oh, we're still in this, huh? OK, <laughs> yeah, that would have been great at the end of Fight Club. If like the Pixies song is playing and all the buildings are falling down and then they just are like, well, what are we going to do? And we have a we have a conversation between the two of them about their relationship for 20 minutes. Yeah. And they're like, so wait, you mean Brad Pitt wasn't real? We should talk (laughs) about that for a while. I was fucking you this whole time. Fuck. Yeah. And after we're done talking, let's sing about it in an upbeat Italian pop (laughs) song. Okay. If fucking Edward Norton turned to the camera and started singing, I'm in. Right. There's 15 Mm -hmm. minutes you can add on. Fucking hat on and everything. You put up the. Fucking Fincher, it's real cut. He, dude. he comes out lit with the Rita outfit and the boots and the whole nine. He starts dancing and singing around. <laughs> fucking Helen Bonacard. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> Edward Norton just goes, just starts going, bitchy <laughs> And you get the whole cast, like Meatloaf comes back and everything. It'd be a great time. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. Yeah. Rotted yeah. corpse of Meatloaf dancing like that. Fuck all those goddamn. Uh, <laughs> wow. But he's dead by the end of that film, so yeah. it's like him and what's his name? Um, oh. Yeah, uh, fucking Jared Leto, like fucking covered in blood, mm-hmm. doing that that dance where they all the cowboys walk into the bar with their heads <laughs> down, like pop up, and then like fucking yeah. all the the dancers fly out of nowhere off the off the off the balcony. It's like okay. Because yeah, he's like, dead, though, he's got, yeah. like, hard takes on energy drinks and, like, Fox <laughs> News and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I like, I like, yeah, you can see that it was just like this, like, and I've never, uh, like, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a stewed in Westerns and stuff, especially spaghetti Westerns. And this is, like, the first one of, a, like, a musical kind of, first an Italian musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think there's any other kind of Italian musical Westerns out there like, um i, I was trying to think of few, like a few like a very few small group of them i was trying um, to think of it because like around this time parodies were starting to be made of spaghetti yeah, westerns right? comedies and whatnot yeah. and you were getting into the funnier like uh they were called like circus spaghetti westerns because uh-huh. you had like you had like uh sabata with uh, lee van cleef which is very comedy based and very mm-hmm. uh comic book and action heavy um yeah. and i think a couple of them had maybe kind of musical numbers in them but they, they weren't full-blown musicals no not like these words like they sing and song and dance the whole nine yards and shit like yeah that, so. and i have a little bit on that um this is an example of a musicarello which is mm-hmm. a film subgenre mm-hmm. which emerged in italy and which is characterized by the presence uh, in main roles of young singers already famous among their peers and for their new record album uh, the music of Relly are were inspired by two American musicals, in particular Jailhouse Rock uh, and Love Me Tender, two oh, Elvis movies. Of course, fucking Elvis. Yeah. Uh, and these films are almost always tender and chaste love stories, accompanied oh, yeah. by the desire to have fun and dance without thoughts. In the light, dance, dance without thoughts. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what that's a way what to describe it. That's that's what just I got. Just read it. Don't think. Just start moving. There's no whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I love it, the idea. Like, by the way, that's how you get around choreographing. They're like, no, 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 we ain't doing any of that shit. We're not spending any time. Just dance. Whatever. No Do whatever just you feel like. Yeah. yeah. No, I like it, though, because that's just like typical of her stage performances back then, where she was just like running all over the fucking place. Right. Yeah, so yeah. but I mean, these started in the 1950s. The 60s was the peak for them. Like These kind of died out right around the time that the uh, revolution happened in Italy, where it's like, you know, we should maybe be a bit more serious about 
stuff in our movies and yeah. uh, uh-huh. stop having as much fun, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, you can definitely tell like this. This film was made for an intention to push this act, this, this singer, you know, because she was kind of exploding because the, the two of you know, everything, the two other films she made before this, it were, you know, kind of mosquito and the, you know, don't mess with the mosquito. It's like, it's like, okay, we got to just, we, what, what's the next thing we can do? Like, why don't we put her in a Western? You know, let's see how that works. And like, you got this cute little girl fucking dancing and singing around, shooting people in the fucking face with guns. And it's like, yeah, it's, this is fantastic. I, I, I pay $6 to go see this in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then buy the, the, the fucking, you know, the program and the soundtrack album on Flexi Disc when I walk out. It's like, you know, there's no sex in there, so the kids can go have fun and not feel, ch- not feel that they're gonna walk out with boners, and the, the girls are gonna have all flustered feelings about Terrence Hill. Yeah, and you know, it's perfect. It's like, oh, great. It's like we wish we'd have this because no, we can't, we can't have that in this country because you know we have to have them. It has to be overly sexualized and shit like this. Especially oh loud, boy, Josh <laughs> fired. Here we oh, go, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, in every movie in America, why do I got to walk out of the theater with the fucking boner? Huh? Can I just your raincoat all tight around your pants? It's like, uh, I got to wear a belt. I'm sorry I didn't hear about your death earlier, Vaughn. Would you you have any (laughs) thoughts on the energy tricks? Like, what's going on? (laughs) Um, I, I will mention this. This is this is a little bit I, I tacked on for you, Vaughn, because oh. I knew this would be an interest to you. The film that started this genre okay. is considered to be I Regazi del Jukebox uh, in, from 1959. And this is directed by Lucio Fulci. Oh, yes. I guess wow. he, I, I guess he did two movies in this sort of genre. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can uh, find them. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, I've been searching for stuff because I'm working on my Easter episode and um, I found a couple of films and I'm like, oh, but like I've been I've been beating the drum for years for people to like for somebody, some company willing to spend the money and put out like two of his comedies from the 50s and 60s. And it's like, just do it. Just come on. Somebody will buy it. I know I will. I know like the Fulci obsessed will be like. Well, I mean, yeah, there's no gore, there's no eye gouging, there's no women getting ripped apart with, uh, you know, clothespins or some shit. Yeah, but, you can't uh, get a boner. Yeah, no, you can't get a boner. There's definitely a lot of singing. <laughs> um, it's like, got nothing. You know, nothing. nothing. I, but I'll, I'll pay the twenty five. I'll pay the forty five dollars for this collector's edition with a nice slip cover and all this other crap. I just love the vinegar syndrome ad campaign you're making, Vaughn. It's like no boners, no <laughs> boners, <laughs> no women getting ripped apart. Yeah, hey, you, hey, vinegar syndrome fans, you looking for something different? Do you right? hate energy drinks? <laughs> Here we go. From the master of horror, Lucio Fulci, comes this fun-loving romp from Italy from 1959. <laughs> yeah, no right, boners guaranteed. Mm. It's great. <laughs> no bonery. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 bone. Bone. no, 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 no. That's how they would um, measure a movie, Vaughn, if they needed to edit it in Italy. They would just watch yeah. everybody come out of the theater and they go, "Oh, a boner." Cut oh, it. so that, that's why yeah, they cut that. On. That's why they yeah. cut that song. They showed the, show it to the Pope, and the Pope got a boner. We got to cut <laughs> yeah. it. He, he he got really hard for Django yeah. laying there in the crosses. Especially, and was like, especially that's why Rita was like, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, we can't show these in the English." The Pope's got a boner for for Rita. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, the, too much uh, like a little boy. The IPAA uh, in Italy, their rating system is just uh, they got to show every movie to the Pope. But if he gets a boner, yeah, not for kids. 
half a chubby they just put restricted on there that's yeah it's fine yeah it's nice that they have like the little tape measure there to show <laughs> it's just it's just, it's just a picture of the pope on the fucking box with half a boner. <laughs> <laughs> it's great oh, it's they, they, showed him, they showed him sallow when he just they were like wait well we gotta we gotta we gotta destroy this film right now yeah the pope uh, just his boner wouldn't stop just kept yeah, wondering if I can uh, show this movie to my kid. Is this a kid appropriate? Well, uh, ma'am, he only has a, a half a boner. So, yes, it's so good <laughs> yes. for kid. Yes. Good for child. Yes. Two third boner. It's good for the toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> I like those energy drinks. <laughs> Well, like, give us what okay, like I need to know what is the energy drink hard take? Like no, like how do you like, even have a hard take about it? Is he all mad because like, he's like, look at all these kids. Coffee's not good enough for him now. They need to drink this riffs about like other stuff. Yeah, like about like you know, drinks that get that help the you know, it's like those kind of infomercials where it's like, you know, oh, you know, if you if you're a man of a certain age and you can't get it all hard anymore, like well, you know, these are like you know, it's the Fun of these, well, it'll have this, and it's like, (laughs) that was like 2017. Seriously, John, like, I I know you have nothing else to talk about, but fuck Jesus Christ. But you said something about how Rockstar gets a boner, Mm -hmm. so okay, Mm -hmm. anyways, leaked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, oh wow, yeah, no, you cut cut out, Vaughn. We couldn't understand a word you were saying. Fuck, really? Damn it, yeah. I don't want to. Like I said, all we caught is that it you said Rockstar gives you boners, so. yeah, no. Rockstar gives you nothing but a. Fucking uh, he's showing us cancer. right now, everybody. He's taking um, a sip. He's standing up on camera. Yeah. It's impressive. Bob. Yes. Yeah. Pants are down yeah. around my ankles. That would be a restricted movie. Yeah, that'd be a restricted movie in Italy right I now. Took the, I took the big piece of wood behind my thing, and I'm holding it against my normal wood, just comparing and contrasting. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, reference that nobody who was here before we recorded will ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. I like it. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, any any other final thoughts before we uh, get out of here? <laughs> um, well, on a scale of um, Ghost Keeper to ten, I give it a ten. So well, there you go. Nice. Yeah. I'd, I'd give it. I'd give it about a, a seven yeah, on the Ghost Keeper scale. You know. Okay. But you know, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Like I said, you know, take about fifteen minutes off the end of this, and maybe give Terrence Hill more to do. Maybe, maybe, maybe have them in the entire film instead of yeah. just like the last, the last bit. Then this would be pretty good. But <laughs> oh man, he's animated and angry, but he's in slow motion. Everybody, mm-hmm. there we go. Okay, there you are. Boners, boners. Yeah, what you boners. Um, yeah. So we couldn't hear a word you said, folks. Folks, this is what happens when no women are on the show. Boner. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, just three dudes sitting around with boners, Mm -hmm. talking about how Terrence talking about the Pope's boner. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Before Vaughn's computer totally dies (laughs) on him on this connection, let's uh, get out of here. So uh, Vaughn. Always a pleasure to have you on, sir. Yes, before uh, my internet takes up. another shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Hi, hi, hi. I didn't really get to give hi. my opinions on the end of this film, but I enjoyed it. Minus Ghostkeeper's hatred alone. I like this film. 
and I liked it all through the film. I even liked the little stupid little dream sequence she has where she's dressed up in that pink little fucking wedding oh, yeah. gown. She marries and he, him. She's clearly like a 12-year-old girl and, you know, fucking Terrence Hill is probably in his mid Twenties, thirties, early thirties. Well, no, she, she was in her she was in her twenties at this point. But. Yeah, and her husband, her <laughs> her manager slash husband was forty seven. So yeah, mm, that's strange. Um, not grooming at all. No, no, no. Um, but yeah. Besides that, enjoyed the film immensely. Thank you for um, you know you know showing it to me. Um, what else have I been doing? Hmm, let me think. I run, I run a bunch of podcasts like an idiot. Um, oh, I thought you were going to go through your day. No. Yes, <laughs> I woke up at four forty-five. Watched Tubi. Got really depressed. Yeah. You know, loaded a gun. Watched Tubi. <laughs> Jesus, that's how you always do it. You put one in the chamber, you spin it, and you uh, just go to six, Tubi. You straight know? sex, just straight sex, just. <laughs> And just kind of just put it right in my mouth and said, come on, Tubi, give me something good. <laughs> I'm going to unload this whole goddamn gun. <laughs> Woo! That's a Monday, everybody. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pollock this whole room if you don't fucking fix me. me. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I run a podcast called Motion Picture Massacre. As Mike said, it's a it's a in that episode show where I talk about 400 films in 42 seconds. Um, mm-hmm. It's a record. It's it's kind of a it's yeah it's a lot. It's it's mostly just me pointing at my brain and just spitting things out. Um, I also am a co-host on a show called One of the Live or Preferably Dead with my friend Stephen uh, Stephen Thompson. Um, I also have a Patreon, which is uh, I know it's going to be a horrible thing for a lead here, um, which is called Motion Picture Massacre Presents. Which right now I am covering uh, two episodes of Night Court each episode. It's a monthly show. Um, you can find that on Patreon, patreon.com slash motion picture massacre presents. Um, and it's all, the anything? new night court, right? The good one. No, I'm doing the old, <laughs> I'm doing the old one first and I'm going to work my, t- my way towards the new one. Um, and plus a bunch of other shows that they've all been affiliated with, like um, dear Dave um, was a John Larroquette show at some point when I can find, if I can find all the episodes for that, um, just kind of everything in that same kind of weird universe. Uh, of uh, sideshows and stuff like that. I, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm trying to think what, what's the last thing I recorded on. Ah, shit. I did. I did an episode on jump. I did an episode on Gemma Fanaka uh, for my show during black history month. I was on Mike's show, which will show up maybe in September. Um, <laughs> I, I know how they record things. Um, and my, my associates of the douche cast were recording an episode on April fool's weekend for a film called Kung Fu and titties. Uh, which is just okay. a it's a banner episode for the group of guys that I know um, that uh, that are affiliated with that crowd. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, cool. Okay. Uh, Mike. Uh, well, I'd just like to say that uh, I would support support Vaughn's Patreon. I've joined his Patreon. I'm excited to hear what we got going on with Night Court. Um, I only the new one though, so I might cancel because I was interested oh, in the new geez. Night Court. But now I, I got to go through the whole old seasons. Yeah. So. Still got John Larroquette, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just like new things where he like jokes about energy drinks and stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm on Grindbin Podcast. I've been doing that podcast for a long time. Lee's on a recent episode. Um, Cut and Run. When was the last one? Cut and Run. Yep. Great episode. Vaughn uh, 
does his thing on the visitor, which was uh, a chaotic <laughs> mess, but it'll be coming out really soon. So love that movie. Yeah. My God. Talking about great soundtracks. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll also be on uh, Motion Picture Massacre talking about Miss Congeniality 1 and 2. Um, no, you will not. I will Bud Doyle myself before that happens. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Vaughn Pollock's the room at the end of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, you know, just around. All right, cool. Oh, um, I, I guess you can. Yeah, just listen. Just listen to the Cut and Run episode. It's a good time. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Mike and I are going to show up soon on a I'm pretty sure he's probably going to drop it at the end of this month. Uh, Movie Melt, a new episode of Movie Melt where we cover Zeus, the crime killer. Oh, mm. What a movie. Mm. I'm that. Yeah, it's it's quite the movie. It, it was actually a, it was actually a very enjoyable movie, but it's like going into it. I was like, I don't know what this is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, you know, that that's typical with fucking Movie Melt. They, they just throw you right to the fire. But um. Yeah. At least that podcast is not 62 hours long. Oh, wait, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that might be the only one longer than mine. So. Yeah. At least yours is only one thing. It's not like, oh, let's have the fucking zoo in here. And, <laughs> well, and you like, like podcasts, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> it's like 90% I mean, of the time I, I work, it's only listening to his podcast. Yeah. I would think like, you know, you're a mailman. You're working more than eight hours a day most of the time, at least if you're like yeah. doing Bobby's route, you know? Yeah. And so I Bobby's thought you'd appreciate. He's still doing it right now. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought you'd appreciate like three hour shows because it gets you like halfway through a shift almost, you know? Like, I, I, I do. It's just, it's called, it's called Josh and I'm just busting balls and stuff like that. Relax. I love your show there, Mike. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, I know you always told me you love listening to it when you crack open a cold can of beans on your latest <laughs> or an energy drink, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And chugging energy drinks and snorting beans. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yelled about fire. Fox News. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get home and just put the gun in my mouth and just put on Tubi. And every time you tell the clients that they're like, it's okay, you can just put the mail in there. You don't have to tell me about it. you're going to shoot yourself in the face every day. <laughs> every house, not just every day, every house. I do want to give out one plug for Vaughn Lee. Um, if you are in the New Jersey area and you see the one mailman in New Jersey who rides the chariot mail truck, um, <laughs> that's him. So say hi, wave wow. to him. Uh, we covered that on an episode a long time ago. I don't remember the movie, but yeah, I don't either. Uh, he's out there. <laughs> nice job. Yeah, no, just just call him by his nickname, Ghost Keeper. It'll be fine. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, stuff that's <laughs> coming up that you can in the in stuff that's out that you can hear me on. Um, so uh, I am also a co-host on Last Call at Torchies over under the uh, Cinema Beef banner uh, at Legion Podcast Network, and that's where we're covering all the Walter Hill films chronologically. Woo. And uh, recently, Red Heat was put out, and so we we talked about that. And Johnny Handsome just uh, came out as well. Nice. Um, yeah, and soon uh another 48 hours is going to be popping out oh, so wow. okay All which right. was quite a fun revisit actually uh i only remember it from tv and having the fortunate uh luck of having a channel that didn't cut out kitten natavidad's uh, titties uh, with, with the motorcycle jumping through them which you know was very formative in my younger years <laughs> um yeah and uh, in despite what vaughn may say i'm not against patreon 
we do have a Patreon <laughs> for for Last Call at Torchies, and we do uh, episodes that we pair with with the uh, Walter Hill movies. So for the Red Heat, we did uh, Code of Silence, uh, a, okay. a pretty goddamn good Chuck Norris film. Yeah. Uh, for Johnny Hanson, we did Mr. Sardonicus, which sucks. Wait, you didn't like Mr. Sardonicus? No, I hated that. Oh, movie. man. Fucking hated it. Oh, um, <laughs> well, I, it's better than Ghost Keeper. <laughs> but, uh, and for another 48 hours, we have uh, an episode on the Nice Guys. Uh, oh, coming cool. Out. Yeah. So, and what uh, is the Patreon? I'm uh, join it right now. Okay, uh, it's it should be. Can you find it, or is he have to send you a link to it? I found and, uh, Legion podcast. That's it. Okay, so I just so, go to this one. Yeah, okay. you can you can get that, and you can get all kinds of other great shows there. And all right, yeah. Um, so that's that's about it. Uh, at the end of the month, I'll have a new Blood on the Tracks coming out, and uh, this time out, going to be covering songs from Vanity Projects. Uh, oh, so, yeah. Oh. Love so, that. Uh, yeah, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Matt Simpson over there at Movie Melts sort of polluted my thoughts with Vanity Projects lately since that podcast has really gotten hyper-focused on them. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, there we go. But, uh, yeah, gentlemen, um, I am so glad you guys could show up tonight and uh, join me. It was a lot of fun. So, thank you very much for being here, guys. You're welcome, man. Oh, thanks for having me, Lee. It's always yeah. fun to come back here. And uh, yeah, we are going to be back when we're back. I don't know if we're going to have another episode this month. Probably not. Uh, but hopefully we'll be back on a regular schedule pretty soon. Like I said, Lady Lee is uh, doing school work right now and she'll be done that pretty soon. And then she'll be getting back into the swing of things over here. So, uh, oh, yeah. well, Lee, did you want to promote like we are all going to do Miss um, Congeniality 2 coming up soon for the Timbados, right? No, we're going to do it on Daniel's podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, it makes more sense okay. there, yeah. Yeah, actually, it really makes sense over there's there. Of, there's a lot of Hitler mustaches in there. <laughs> <laughs> so many Hitler mustaches, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, see you later. Scotty Kathy Jew.
nach dir. <lacht> Bitte nach dir? Bitte nach dir. Leck mich doch. You've been listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.